Please open the Bibles with me this morning to Philippians chapter 3, the Word of God, Philippians the third chapter. Philippians chapter 3 is a favorite section of Scripture for some because they appreciate the Apostle Paul's passion revealed here by his own pen as to his love of the Lord Jesus Christ and his desire to achieve even more for him, which ought to be our goal. The Apostle says in verse 7 that the things that were gained to him, and he did have quite a resume, he counted loss for Christ. He says in verse 8, Yea, doubtless, without a doubt, I count everything loss, but for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord. And he goes on to say that all those things were dung to him in comparison of knowing Christ. He says in verse 10 that he wanted to know him further, the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his suffering, that he wanted to be made conformable to his death. He goes on to say that in verse 13, he did not count himself, and he was an accountant and he did make some measurements. He did not measure himself to have apprehended, but he wanted to apprehend that for which he had been apprehended as verse 12 teaches us about him. He was forgetting those things which were behind. And those things which were behind were not the sinful things of a past sinful life or of wasted days. The things behind were the good things of his Christian accomplishments that he was forgetting that he might press ahead in verse 14 for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. These are wonderful statements about an example of how life should be lived. He forgot all of his accomplishments, all of the good things he had done for the Lord Jesus Christ, in that he might do more and finish his race with a flourish. We have spoken of running our Christian race, and how you run the first three laps of your race don't really matter. It's how you're going to run the last lap of your race that matters. Paul gives us that example. And so he says in verse 15, Let us therefore, as many as be perfect, be thus minded. So if we're going to be good Christians today, mature Christians, we want to have Paul's mindset about the Christian life. And if in anything ye be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. And so he says in verse 17, Be followers together of me. Let our whole church be followers of Paul as Paul describes his life ambition here in Philippians 3. He says in verse 20, For our conversation is in heaven. His lifestyle is in heaven. It's based on the things that are in heaven. And he's looking for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will change our vile body that it may be fashioned like unto his Glorious body. So that's the Apostle Paul. However, in every church of Jesus Christ, there is another category of people. And they're in here. And every one of us is tempted to be one of them. But we must fight the good fight of faith. And war a good warfare like Paul did, lest 
this be true of us. So we have in the middle of this exhortation, this description that I have preached to you several times before. Verses 18 and 19 is in parentheses, and it is describing a different kind of a Christian. For many walk. These are not rare. These are common. For many walk. We don't care about your talk. How do you walk? What is your Christian life like? For many walk, of whom I have told you often, and now tell you even weeping, that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is in their shame, who mind earthly things. A belly worshiper here is a person who minds earthly things. God is their, their God is their belly. All they can think about is being happy, finding pleasure, enjoying peace, doing whatever makes them glad. They mind earthly things. And so there's this horrible warning that there are many Christians, even in the excellent church of Philippi, Paul had few things to say in criticism of the church at Philippi, and he says, there are many that are not like me, that are not like the others that live like me. They mind earthly things. They care about their lives in this world. They care about their jobs. They care about their families. They care about their children. They care about their health. They care about all these things of life rather than the things of heaven. Because Paul said, our conversation is in heaven. My lifestyle, verse 20, is in heaven. From whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. We get so worked up about things in this life, we're always looking for this event to happen. And we're looking for this to happen. And we're looking forward to this date in the calendar. And all of it's garbage. In comparison to the things of the Lord Jesus Christ. We want to be like Paul. We are here today as Bible Christians to humble ourselves before the Word of God to be like Paul. And Paul tells us to be like him as he said in verse 15, Let us therefore, as many as be perfect, be thus minded. So there's a mindset. There's a worldview. Let us be minded to be like Paul. Let us not be minded about earthly things, thinking upon them, or we're going to be the opposite of Paul. And Paul is so strict about the matter that he says they are the enemies of the cross of Christ. The cross of Christ should crucify us to this world and crucify this world to us so that it doesn't have a claim on us anymore. And when it doesn't do that, we are the enemies of the cross of Christ. The Son of God died for us. It should change our lives. Many, that is so discouraging to read that. Many walk. It's so discouraging to know that there are some like that in our own church. Lord, have mercy upon us. Many walk, of whom I have told you often, now tell you even weeping that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ. 
He is not talking about people outside the church. He is talking about those inside the church that are not like him and the others that live like Paul. Their end is destruction. Remember, there were many dead at Corinth because they did not live for the Lord Jesus Christ as they should have. God is their belly. Their glory is in their shame. The things they get excited about, God, the angels, and every true child of God knows that they are shameful things. And the things that I listed, and some more things that you'll hear of before this day's over, are shameful. For you to be, for you to think that your life is wrapped up in some of these things of this life is shameful. Because our real life is in heaven. From whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's not mind earthly things. There's a mindset. Let's be minded like Paul was. Paul, Paul had a life that was so different. You don't have to go to the mission field to be like Paul. You can just live every day, every moment, every activity under the glory of God with praise and thanksgiving through Jesus Christ like he did. Right. He told us whether therefore you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. Amen. That's how he said to follow him. And we can do that. Right. So there's two mindsets. There's the mindset of Paul. He tells us here what that was. Then there's the mindset of being earthly minded and ruining our Christian profession, our Christian life in the sight of God. Let's not have that. And brethren, you and I together struggle with this every day of our lives. But we come into this house to be reminded from God's Word to cast off our old man and its mindset to put on the mind of the Lord Jesus and of Paul, our great examples. Let us pray. Almighty God, our Father in heaven, forgive us. Forgive us. Heavenly Father, you have told us that we may richly enjoy all things that you've given us, and yet we do not want to have our minds set on those things. We want our minds set on the heavenly riches that are in Christ Jesus our Lord, like our brother Paul. Forgive us. Forgive us for stooping to the things of this world and not setting our affection on things above like we should. Forgive us for having the world's mind set. Forgive us for having a worldly, earthly, temporal mind and not having a mind that is dedicated to the things of the Lord Jesus Christ and His kingdom and His righteousness and the glorious splendor of heaven and where we shall spend eternity, which in comparison of this little tiny insignificant life transcends and crushes it. O Lord, give us a proper perspective that our priorities will reflect the time that we have here and the eternity that we have with Thee. We thank Thee for the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank Thee for the gift of Thy Son. We thank Thee, Heavenly Father, that Thou hast revealed Him to us. We thank Thee that You have given us eternal life that we might know Thee and Him. We thank Thee that You have given us a place in this world, the house of the living God, where we might come with brethren of like precious faith to worship Him. O Lord, reveal Thy Son to us this day. He has apprehended us for His service. O Lord, let us apprehend that for which we have been apprehended. 
Let us run the last lap of our race with greater zeal and speed, intensity, and focus than we have run thus far in our lives. Oh, Heavenly Father, help us to this end. We thank Thee, Lord of heaven and earth, that for the joy set before the Lord Jesus Christ, He despised the shame of the cross, and He ran His race well. So did Paul, and so did others. Let us be counted among them, Heavenly Father, by using this day to convict, commit, convert, change, and choose, and charge in the direction that we should for Your honor and glory. Forgive us. We're foolish, sinful, worldly, carnal, weak. Have mercy upon us. Heavenly Father, blessed God, we pray as we were already praying in the back room that You would bless all Your servants and saints in every place this day. We thank Thee for our nation and the privileges that You have given us. We thank Thee for the gift of Thy Son, the gift of Thy Spirit, the gift of Thy Word, the gift of Thy Church. We are blessed so abundantly. Let us live in light of those great favors and blessings and bring forth much fruit for Thy honor and glory. Heavenly Father, without Thy blessing this day, we shall not be blessed. There is no elocution. There is no volume. There is no preparation. That is a substitute for the power of the Holy Ghost. Grant us the power of Pentecost this day. Show us your Son high and lifted up as Isaiah saw Him. And, O Lord, let us humble ourselves before Him and realize that the greatest lover of our souls, the King of kings, the blessed and only potentate, He who laid down His life for us, who reigns in heaven for us, and who is coming for us, deserves our best. And nothing less. Help us to this end. Heavenly Father, we love Thee. We thank Thee for all that Thou hast done for us. Guide us and lead us now. Take our hearts and our minds. O Lord, bind us with Your holy fetters that we will be slaves, bond slaves, obedient children of the Lord Jesus Christ. For it's in His name, and His name alone that we pray. Amen.